Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. WSUNHD2, Holiday Tampa, St. Pete. Live from the Weathertight Windows Studio. And now, back to the Johnny B Show. Monday night to Johnny B Show, 102.5 The Bone. Feeling good. It is Victory Monday. We have a cold front coming through. It's about to be nice and chill all week, baby. Uh, can't be more excited uh, to be right here in Tampa, Florida. And by Victory Monday, you know what I'm talking about. Not just that Will and I have beaten COVID-19, our big victories, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, big, big win yesterday a win that we needed uh let's talk all about it with our guy on the hotline right now from the award-winning cannon fire podcast it's red matthew what's up buddy what is going on fellas feels pretty good to bust out the broom after a little while buccaneers taking care of business getting the sweep over carolina happy victory monday i'm i'm so excited what a great bounce back win yeah, and I and I talked about it briefly uh, at the beginning of the show, but the you know we had two bad weeks. We had a lethargic week against the Giants, where you know it was a game that we should have just ran away with, and we struggled offensively, and we pulled it out thanks to you know Danny Dimes looking more like Danny Pennies and throwing some horrible passes uh, to where we we probably should have lost that game, and then we 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 show up, but we don't really show up against the saints at home and just get humiliated one of the worst losses in the history of the team uh and then yesterday in carolina we start off looking pretty much the same uh looked like we were running a soft zone for the first quarter we're down seven nothing uh we have another turnover things were looking a little scary uh and then something clicked and I can't really put my finger on exactly what play or when that happened, but it seemed like they just got tired of sucking after a little while, and they turned it up. They brought the heat on defense. They started executing on offense. And before you know it, the Bucks are back, baby. Oh, yeah. It, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, I mean, you know, that first half, they were doing just enough. Um, you know, division games are always tough, so it, it's easy to expect a tight game. Um, but just the level of improvement that we saw in the second half and the way that they separated themselves to the rest of that game. And, and you look back at, you know, the moment that maybe sparked it, there were a couple of big plays. There were actually two back-to-back. -back. There was, of course, the historic 98-yard touchdown run from Ronald Jones himself. Oh, my God. Having a hell of a day after the ugly fumble on the second play of the game. But he goes out, plays a career game. And then uh, literally the next play after that, I mean the kickoff, yeah. But the next play after that, Jason Pierre-Paul with an interception. And that's when it was just bucks for the rest of the afternoon. But a play that goes overlooked for, I mean, for good reason. Uh, but a play that goes overlooked was that one Kevin Minter sack. Yeah. That just didn't happen because of the BS roughing the passer penalty that we saw. Terrible. But um, that was the turning point. Like, you really saw that defense wake up. 
um, after that. And then, you know, for the offense as well, huge day for them. I think one of the best performances they've had all year, 500 plus total yards. The red zone offense was a little shoddy, but I mean, I'll take it, I guess, as long as they win, but just all around, man, they picked it up right when they needed to, they separated that game and a pretty comfortable win. And, you know, just giving us signs of the team that we were expecting them to be headed into the New Orleans game. It was good to see those guys show up again. You know, you know that was really cool, too, is to see the offensive line kind of do a shuffling. Uh, you move, uh, you know, a Pro Bowl caliber center to left guard and then bring in an old savvy veteran, Shipley, who I believe was hanging around on the practice squad. Um, but... You bring him in, put him in in uh, Ryan Jensen's spot and say, hey, Ryan, we're going to put you over in Marpet's spot because last week didn't work out so well. And Ryan Jensen, he's just a guy that wants to eat, right? I don't think he really cares too much how it happens. He just loves pancakes, and the guy's after pancakes. He wants to hurt people. He is just a man, you know? So he, he, he did quite well at left guard. As a matter of fact, what kind of blew up on Twitter today, and I loved it, was they had like the kind of X's and O's kind of graph um, where they, they played it out, the uh, the running speeds of all the players on that 98-yard touchdown run. And you see every little player in little triangles and circles. And the little number 66, who's not little in real life, but on this uh, <laughs> on this animation, this dude is like the fourth one running towards the end zone behind three track stars. And I'm like, holy hell, Ryan Jensen almost got to the end zone as fast as two defensive backs and Ronald Jones. That guy is hustling. Like he was the first one grabbing Ronald Jones and hugging him in the end zone. I was like, God damn cardio. Look at this guy. So, so impressed by by Ryan Jensen. I'm a big fan. I mean, we're barbecue guys. We're big, burly, ugly dudes. We're like twins, honestly. I just got to dye my hair red. Uh, but but kudos to the offensive line. They had to do some real soul searching along with some some uh, just uh, some fixes. You know, maybe uh, schematically. I don't know, but they looked horrible against New Orleans. Uh, what a bounce back game for the O line. I think they should get a lot of credit. Tristan Wirfs looked great. Um, and you know, talking about a confidence boost going into you know more than the second half of the season here, where they really got to start stacking the W's uh, because they're in, the NFC is looking pretty powerful. So uh, kudos. I I didn't care how they won yesterday. I didn't care if it was by one point. I just we had to get a W. I don't care. Uh, if they win every game barely until we get close to the playoffs, I just need them to gel in late December. That's all I care. Just get some W's, gel in late December. And yesterday, they did both. They looked like they started gelling, and they got the win. I was pretty excited about it. Tom Brady with another outstanding um, outing. Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think there was a pick yesterday. I didn't see one. And what three <laughs> touchdowns and one rushing, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah. Four yeah, total touchdowns sorry. for TB12. He had a little over 300 yards in the air, so a really good day for him. You know, and it's crazy, too, because you look at the numbers that the offense put up, I feel like they should have dropped 65 because yeah. the red zone offense that I had mentioned earlier, you know, it, it wasn't – I mean, there was some miscommunication. There were a couple of plays where it was just sheer execution where guys should have, you know, should have made it happen, and they didn't. Right. But 
I mean, just the efficiency and the way that they move the ball down the field was, was a thing of beauty. Um, and it really was just like, I don't know, man. For, for Brady, it was a good day, for sure. I kind of got it was lost. awesome. The one play, no, what was <laughs> if you could pick one play that Brady, one throw that he threw that you remember uh, that was the most impressive, what was it? Do, do you have one that sticks out? There was there was one play for sure that I saw this BS article today that said it wasn't, you know, it was a crummy throw by him, but I really thought it was a great play by both guys. It was a connection to Chris Godwin for a critical first down where he kind of thread the needle between two defenders. And then uh, Chris Godwin read it, switched his hips, and was able to haul it in right there on the sideline. That is textbook Chris Godwin. It was a pretty good read by Brady and a good throw. I don't know where that narrative of a lousy throw came from. But, um, yeah, that was that was definitely the play for me on offense. Like, I know the 98-yard touchdown is one everyone's looking at, but for Brady, I think that was throw of the day. Nailed it. That was exactly the play I was thinking about, too. And you know what? Anybody who says that was a bad throw, they're hating on Tom Brady, which happens a lot. Uh, what's her name on ESPN? Linda Cohn? Am I getting her name right? She hates him. Um, she hates Tom Brady. It's not the girl that picks the Saints every week, is it? I mean, yes, and she hates Tom Brady. Like, anytime the Bucks lose, she's like, oh, I'm Tom Brady. <laughs> Shut up! Anyway, um, that throw, you nailed it. And here's the reason why whoever says it was a bad throw is a moron. One of the things that Brady does better than anybody I've ever seen at that position is he pays attention to what the guy covering is doing. And he's even said it in interviews. If he sees the back of that defender's helmet, he's not watching. So he could pretty much put that ball on either side of that guy if his receiver is paying attention. And he does that better than anybody. He knows Chris Godwin. He knows what Chris Godwin's going to do by now. So he threw that ball wherever he wanted to throw that ball because that defender was not looking at him. He was looking at Chris Godwin. And that's why that throw was brilliant. And, of course, if it's not a, a receiver with the, the skills of Chris Godwin, it doesn't get caught. You know, you need a Chris Godwin or an Antonio Brown or a Mike Evans in that in that position. And we have all three of them on our team. So look for some more stuff like that from Tom Brady this year. You're going to see a lot of that. And defenders are going to have to have their head more on a swivel and have to keep dry on Tom Brady. And good luck with that because now the guy behind you is beating you. So I thought it was great. I thought they put it together. I don't know what the hell happened against the Saints, but maybe it has something to do with rushing five times against the Saints compared to rushing 37 times against the car, uh, the, the uh, Panthers yesterday. So I, I, I did want to mention as well with uh, the Ronald Jones, the day that he had incredible dude, nearly 200 yards. Uh, of course, the 98 yard that we know of, but I wanted to give some credit to BA because everybody and their mama, including myself after that fumble, um, Wanted him benched, wanted to see Leonard Fournette for the rest of the game. And B.A. just, you know, wrote it out, let Rojo prove that he's a man and he can come back from it. And, I mean, there isn't any better way to redeem yourself. You know, so a great day for Rojo. But I think you got to kind of have to give a tip of the hat to B.A. to just kind of ride that out, make a tough decision there. Um, but it definitely paid off in the long run. And like you said, that rushing attack was huge. I mean, everything was working on offense. You know, it, it took a little while. The first half was you know, hard-nosed football as we've seen. But that second half and things started to open up, everything was working to perfection. So just got to give props to B.A. there and, you know, having some faith in Rojo because you like to see it.
Hey, man. And let me get back on the uh, gargling Tom Brady train here. Uh, that 98-yard run, too. And I'm so glad Jenna Lane is the beat writer for ESPN for the Bucks because she really knows her football. She's really, really good at her job. And she pointed this out today um, in a tweet. And I didn't notice it yesterday. But when I watched the replay after she pointed it out, she's so damn right. So that play was it was called you know it was called by Byron Lefwich but the motion on the play with Chris Godwin was a call by Tom Brady at the line of scrimmage so what what he did uh, Chris Godwin was lined up on the left he called him the motion to the right and what it did is it took the the middle linebacker and put him in the wrong gap he shifted to the left off of Godwin's uh, uh, motion and Brady knew that that's why there was a hole where uh, Rojo hit and there was no linebacker in that gap. That was created by Brady. Now, Rojo had to make the, the, the safety miss and, you know, he had to run the 98 yards. He had to find a hole and take it and go and make a guy miss. But it doesn't happen if Tom Brady doesn't see that he wants to put that linebacker in a different gap. It's so brilliant, I get goosebumps. It really is. And Jenna Lane saw it, she pointed it out, and she posted it today. And I was like, damn, Jenna, that is good reporting. And that is knowing football. And I should have seen that yesterday, being the next uh, defensive coordinator. Uh, you know, I would have been pissed. I would have been pissed if some 12-year-old I mean, would have done that to my middle linebacker when I was coaching. But it was, it was a real good move. <laughs> I mean, that's the Brady effect, man. You've heard about it for 20 years, and now you're seeing it. Something about this guy. Like, not only does he make your team better at the quarterback position, but it literally trickles down into everything else that your team mm -hmm. does. The nitty-gritty, the small details, that's what TV 12 does better than anybody else. And you're just seeing it rub off on the football team. And, you know, over a little over half a season, the chemistry obviously still needing to get fixed. But, I mean, that stuff comes with time. And that little, you know, those little adjustments like that are what you see over time. And it's what Brady does so well. And it's just, it's what makes the future of this team so exciting as of right now. Because still plenty of football left to be played, but just an exciting year, man. Yeah, we saw we saw a lot more uh, after the second quarter. We saw a lot more of what we love uh, Todd Bowles to do on defense, too. And that is put some crazy, crazy packages together, uh, blitzing, stunts from all over the place, uh, disguising blitzes. It looked way more like the Bucks defense against the Packers. Uh, and that's what we want to see. That's what I was screaming for against New Orleans. You know, I, I said it last week. I felt like. You know, Denzel in Remember the Titans. I mean, you know, blitz every play. If you're going to lose, blitz every play. The hell with these guys. Let's F them up. And it seemed like that attitude kind of played into the second half. And you saw crazy stuff like JPP lining up at middle linebacker and blitzing the B gap. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This is gorgeous. Uh, that's what I want to see all the time. I don't like having split personalities. You know, if you're going to be an aggressive, badass defense, be that the entire season live and die by that and yesterday when they when they ramped it up is when we saw what the bucks defense is really supposed to be and they're still one of the top ranked defenses in a lot of categories so uh kudos to todd bowles for uh getting that imagery back you know and, and really getting that vibe back it, it really it does pump the team up and it really helps the offense too when they see that we're out there 
you know, in kick-ass mode. We're not messing around in some drop zone. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see your team get picked apart. The offense is sitting on their on the edge of their heels waiting to get in and do something and watching teams go dink and dunk down the field on us. No. Punch them in the face and kill them. Speaking of punching quarterbacks in the face and killing them, good news for the Bucks. Away from our game. Drew Brees is hurt. Oh, Drew Brees yeah. is hurt. Now, look, I'm not happy that a man is in pain, but I am happy that a man that loves to throw the ball to the other team is now starting for the team that's a game ahead of us in our division. So uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken, the report came out this afternoon. He's got some fractured ribs. And if that is the case, you're talking weeks out. Have you heard anything about how long they project him to be out and for Jameis to uh, start until they finally pull him for Taysom Hill? Uh, on top of that rib thing, he, he's got a uh, collapsed lung as well, or a, like a <laughs> yeah! partially yeah! collapsed lung or something crazy. Man. Oh, man, that sucks, um, anyways, dude. But I had, I had seen the most optimistic, and this is being extremely optimistic, is two to three weeks. So regardless of what he's got going on in there, a couple weeks is very, very optimistic. So, I mean, you're talking a month of time, depending on how mm. the Saints are playing, um, yeah. you know, maybe hold them out until the playoffs. And, and again, you know, Jameis Winston, I liked him until he signed with the Saints. I have to imagine that Sean Payton is going to be smart enough to look at what he can do with this offense. You're going to see a lot of just, you know, dink and dunk style offense that we're used to seeing because at this point it's winning them games. But if he lets James sling it, uh, they're going to regret it pretty quickly. Um, uh-huh. we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I definitely think it opens the door for the Bucks to possibly make some more noise in the division before the season's over. It's just, uh, you know, you don't wish an injury on anybody. But it is kind of a shame we couldn't have seen it happen two weeks ago. Yeah. You see the schedule. I mean, I guess it's set up perfect for the Saints, though, because their next three games yeah. is Falcons, Broncos, Falcons. Now, the Falcons are better than they were, but their defense is pretty bad. Now, I'm hoping hoping that uh, Raheem Morris is kind of over, you know, playing Jameis as much as he's played him, you know, being a coach for the Falcons, has kind of unlocked, you know, basically the, 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 the secret to Jameis, and that is get him get him under pressure, make him make mistakes, and, you know, he's going to, in disguise, all you got to do is disguise some zones against Jameis, and he loves to throw the ball to the middle linebacker. It's like his favorite thing ever. So uh, hopefully they're doing all the homework, and they don't have to do a whole lot of scheming because they know him already. They've been playing him for five years. So if if the Falcons could pull a game off, and, you know, when you play a team twice in three weeks, it's hard to beat them twice. So if the Falcons yeah. can grab one of those games, you know, and the Bucks can, can keep stacking – you know, I mean, it does suck. The Saints have the Eagles after that, you know, but they got to play the Chiefs. Yeah, they, it looks like they only got one tough game the rest of the way. So we need Jameis to really step up and be the Jameis he was for us and just throw some games away. And that would be fantastic. So, all right, let's get to next week. We have the Rams on Monday Night Football. And Uh-oh. I don't... I don't know if you saw what we're doing for practice this week, but I think I think I like it. So we've had a problem with primetime games, obviously. And B.A. came out last week and said, you know, basically sounded like he was baffled by why this happens. And he said, look, we're, we're having a hard time 
on game day. You know, we, we get up and, you know, we, we're ready to play in the daytime and we play at night. We're not, you know, we have, we have to figure it out. So what they're doing this week, three days off of practice, and then they're going to practice night practices. I think Thursday and Friday uh, are going to be night practices uh, to get ready to play at night. Maybe it works. I don't know. But try something. And they are trying something. That shows that that shows a coaching staff that's like, we got to figure this out. Let's try to practice at night before we play the Rams. And I believe it is going to be a home game on Monday Night Football. Yeah. I mean, at least they're not ignoring it. You know, um, the effort to make something happen and just kind of change up that schedule is definitely welcome. We had, like, joked about this on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, but I legitimately never thought that it would be an actual option. Um, but, I mean, I am looking forward to it. I think you get these guys a little bit more prepped to just, I don't know, being more aware after 7 p.m. Um, something about it, I hope it translates. And it, it is a uh, it is a home game, Monday Night Football, and I believe we are rocking the pewters again. So, so nice. far, undefeated in those new alternate uniforms, but we'll see how Monday night goes. Yeah, hopefully those night practices translate because, I don't know, something's got to give. But props to the coaches for just kind of being on top of it. Man, I got there's a listener that, that's listening right now, and I do appreciate him listening. He knows what good radio is. But, man, he is not happy. He just messaged me. He's a Saints fan, by the way. He just oh, messaged no. me. <laughs> I'm not going to say his name because I don't want people picking on him. But uh, this is what he said. You're a dick dude. With the wrong you're. Um <laughs> He says, mad your little pretty boy can't beat the true goat. And then I just responded, F that guy. I'm a Bucks fan. What do you want me to what do you what? You want me to root for Drew Brees? You want me to root for Jameis right now? Doing W dances in the locker room? Jerk off. Anyway, I'm a Bucks fan, dude. I don't care if Jesus Christ himself was playing for the Saints. I'll be like, kill him again. Anyway, uh, let's uh, do our predictions for the Rams-Bucks game on Monday night. Will, what do you think, pal? Dude, I really don't know about this game. <laughs> I know, I know. What, what team are you going to get? Are you going to get the, the Rams run? just beat the, the Seahawks, Seahawks uh, yesterday. Right. I know. Right. Oh, right. yeah, they took it to them. Yeah. yeah. So they're coming off a high. We, we just struggle so bad on primetime and at night. I'm going to go ahead and say that the Bucks win this game, but I am not confident about it at all and i think it's going to be close the rams are a decent team they've lost some games though they shouldn't have lost either but beating seattle uh last week is going to be a good momentum booster for them but i'm going to say the bucks do figure it out and they come out with a win and i'm going to say the score is going to be uh 24 to 21 okay all right who's the mvp mvp is going to be ronald jones again i think he has another 100 yard game Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Rhett. Uh, I look at the Rams this year, and honestly, they are playing way above the expectations I had for them. You know, that the last off season we were talking about how, oh, this year they're really feeling the effects of selling out to go to the Super Bowl a couple of years back just to lose to Tom Brady. Um, but they're playing some good football, and I think that they're one of the teams making noise in the NFC that people just aren't really talking about that much. With that being said. The Buccaneers have a tough game on their hands. And while I like the defense and they definitely showed us some promise against Carolina, I think this is just another one of those games where the offense is going to have to really rub it up to keep us in it. Um, I do think the Buccaneers have the advantage on offense. We'll just kind of have to see. I don't know what happens on Monday night, but primetime not being our friend. Um, 
and I guess a couple of other factors, the Rams playing well. It's hard for me to pick against these guys, but a close game. I got the Bucks on top, 28-25. to 25. All right. And uh, who's your MVP? I am going to go Gronk. I think he has a really big day. Okay. They're going to attack him down the middle of the field. And uh, a pair of touchdowns for big number 87. Man, this guy is not happy. He is going off right now on my Facebook Messenger, and I love it. This oh, is man. so great. <laughs> he's, and he's trying to hit me where it hurts. Like he's trying to, he's trying to find a way to hurt my feelings. He should talk about my weight soon. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, he said, uh, uh, "Don't." Uh, no, don't, no, Dick, don't cheer when somebody has a collapsed lung. And Drew Garabo Live is good radio. This is B-list. And and uh, then I responded, <laughs> now my feelings are very hurt. And then he said, I'm just kidding. I love you, Johnny. You're still a dick. I love you too, pal. Um, and then I had another guy message at the same time. I'm an Atlanta fan. Die, Drew, die. <laughs> I love you guys. You guys are the best. Oh, man. Oh, the B-holes are the best. Um, okay, my prediction for uh, for the Rams game. I think the Bucks are going to uh, – mm, boy, it's tough because it is prime time. Oh, it's tough. It's tough. But I think they, they're going to ride this, this, uh, this momentum from the second half. I also think that they're going to try their best to make a push uh, to win this division, to get back into this division with uh, – with Josh's baby's daddy, uh, Drew Brees, on the sideline, I think um, I think the defense comes out and really comes after uh, Goff because he does make mistakes. Um, the Dolphins really exposed him a couple of weeks ago with pressure, and they beat him. So I'm going to say the Bucks win this one, and it's not going to be a high-scoring game, believe it or not. Because their defense is starting to come together. I think it's going to be 20 to 17. Ryan Suckup is my MVP. I, I like Suckup, man. We got to mm -hmm. come up with like an official nickname for him. Nope. Like, nope. If we say his up. name too much, if we say his name too much, he'll start missing. Let's not talk about him anymore. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Matter of fact, let's treat him That's like he's a Washington team football team and we're just going to call him the kicker. Okay? That's his name. That's it. I don't want to mess in. I, dude, somebody started talking to me about him yesterday at the barbecue uh, class. He was like, hey, man, it looks like the book's got a kicker. I go, just stop, okay? Let's not let's not do this. The game's playing right now. Let's. Could you not do this? And he's like, oh, yeah, 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 my bad. My bad, dude. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I think one of the uh, I think one of the big parts of getting past the mental barrier of being a Bucks fan and your kicker lining up for a field goal um, is just you know moving past it, getting it out of your life, not thinking about it nearly as much. Every single week on the weekly checklist that we do for the podcast on the preview shows, we would always have major kicks, and we had like a big ceremony because we right. took it off the list and we just don't talk about <laughs> it anymore. And it's one don't of those things it. where you you just let it happen. You let fate take place, and you don't get yourself so worked up about it. Because, I mean, you know, he is playing pretty damn well, and, and that's what I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's exciting that uh, that we're st we still have football, you know, in the middle of this pandemic. And, you know, there was a lot of questions yeah. before the season started if we would ever even have a season. And, Will, I believe you were the one of the ones that didn't believe the season was going to happen, right? I, I didn't know if it was going to last. I figured they would start. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to finish it, so we'll we'll have to see what happens. I still kind of think that. 
I mean, with the with the way the numbers are spiking nationally, it seems like the numbers are still pretty pretty low in the NFL. So, uh, I mean, I, I think we're going to be okay. I think we're going to get through it. And they've even put in, uh, you know, contingency plans. You know, they you know they they the the competition committee got with the NFL last week, and they're talking about if they have to add another playoff team if 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 uh, we have to miss a game or two. Um, and uh, so the, they got their crap together. It, they they really kind of dropped the ball in the off season, not putting plans together, um, you know, a little better early. But they've uh, they've done a good job, you know, as a fluid situation throughout the season. And man, we're still getting good football, and there's still games with player, I mean, with fans in the stands. Not a lot, but some. And uh, I have not been disappointed with the product this year at all. So I'm pretty happy about it, even for the most part. The officiating hasn't been that bad. There's been some bad calls, but I don't know if you remember, like over the last three or four years, it was abysmal. Like it was, it it looked like it was going to kill football for a little while. So, you know, I think it's been, it's been good so far this year. And it's nice to see our bucks are seven and three. So as much as the last two weeks hurt, you know, uh, and, and it kind of, it, a lot of people bandwagon jumpers were, you know, getting at least one foot off the wagon. Um, it, it's nice to see him bounce back, get that win, and, uh, you know, and a lot of promise. I mean, we're still in the thick of the playoff race. So if the playoff started uh, tomorrow, I think we're the fourth seed, only because the Eagles get to be the third seed at 3-5-1 and one because that division is hot, hot garbage. So it's, uh, it's exciting, man. Uh, Rhett Matthew, tell everybody how they can find you and a Cannon Fire podcast. Yes, sir. So if you guys want to follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter are both Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. If you follow me, I will follow you back. And uh, if you want to check out the podcast, it is the Cannon Fire podcast. You can find it with video on YouTube or anywhere else you download a podcast. And last but not least, you can also find it Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire podcast. So uh, go check it out. Yeah, man. What jersey did you go with yesterday? I know you tweet out usually every week, uh, you know, a choice of like three jerseys. And for some reason, uh, the fan base is really uh, superstitious when it comes to your outfits. Um, what did you go with yesterday? <laughs> I, I mean, I went with Old Reliable at this point, the Mike Evans red home jersey. But, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on mixing it up this week. I've been rocking the Evans jersey. I didn't want to rock it yesterday just because I wore it during the Saints game and it felt icky still. But, you know, they went out there, they redeemed themselves, and they won. So I feel fine. But See, I, know you, I knew you wore it during the Saints game. That's why yesterday I yeah. went on there and I voted for the SAP throwback is what I wanted you to wear. But I'm okay <laughs> as long as we won. Hey, I mean, we won. But, you know, I kind of want to mix it up this week and wear the, uh, wear the pewter – custom that's got my name on it i think it's okay. badass but i mean i don't know i probably will just roll the dice and wear it because i wore it week three when they played denver and we know how that game went so uh yeah we'll see what happens game time decision but i'm glad that i have options this year yeah i wore my my uh my lucky bucks hat uh it's one that will gave me uh because it's the only bucks hat i have now because my car was robbed and they took all my hats uh, Sorry, I heard I'm, about I'm okay. that, dude. I am so I'm okay. sorry. That, that's okay. I'm gonna that's find him. I'm gonna find him. 
That's it. It'll be fine. Um, for all the Cannon Fire podcast listeners, uh, you can follow myself and Will on Twitter at Johnny B Comedy. Uh, Will is at home underscore made underscore man. And of course, the show is at Johnny B Show. Um, and uh, you can find all my other social media, including where I'll be doing stand up shows like the, this Wednesday night in Oldsmar at a barbecue restaurant, because why wouldn't I? Um, on johnnybcomedy.com. Uh, Rhett. Look forward to talking to you again, buddy. I'm sure I'll talk to you throughout the week. Uh, have a fantastic week, and go Bucks, man. Yes, sir. Go Bucks, fellas. There you go. Rhett Matthew, everybody. Uh, let us take a break. Will, when we come back, we didn't talk about this during the Cannon Fire podcast, but we'll talk about it. Antonio Brown may be in trouble again. Mm. Uh-oh, TMZ leaked out some stuff that happened right before the Bucks signed him. We'll tell you what it is next. It's a Johnny B Show. The Johnny B Show on 102.5 The Bone. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.